Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the penultimate episode of Five Minute Fridays for 2018. And in today's episode, we're going to be thinking about the importance of reflection and looking back on some of the stuff that myself and Mark have done with Honest Inspiration in the past year. So listen and enjoy. Well, everyone, uh, we're nearly there towards the end of the year, and I should probably start explaining at the beginning of this episode by telling you why there was no episode this past Tuesday. So myself and Mark have already tried to record this episode, not once, not twice, but three times, and uh, it really came from the fact that we were having problems with the Anchor web browser app uh, for some reason it wasn't uh, saving our recordings past a certain um, past a certain length of time so I think up until about a couple of minutes it was saving it and then after that it, it just wasn't working properly so there might be a few issues there uh, so at the minute I'm now recording on Audacity so it's just another podcast and program so hopefully we shouldn't have any problems with this episode now uh, because of that, I'm going to try and condense maybe an hour's worth of stuff into in and around 10 minutes. Uh, I don't know how successful that's going to be, but I'm going to try my best anyway, and hopefully you'll, you'll get some value from it. So as the introduction uh, stated, today's episode is centered around reflection. What myself and Mark have done over the past year and where we hope to see things go in 2019. And sort of some of the lessons I suppose that at least I have learned along the way. So we'll start with that actually and so just to give everyone a bit of an explanation again, I didn't come into the business until about six months in, around June, July time. Uh, up Everything up until that point was 100% down to Mark. He ran the ship and he ran it very, very well and he put on two amazing events uh, but the first in uh, at the start of the year and then the second one was in June and uh, he did a real real good job now when I first came in at the start I was the way I usually would be with something like this here I was all guns blazing I was ready to get stuck in uh, but for some reason I was feeling as if I wasn't being given the responsibility that, that I was I was wanting or as if I wasn't being trusted to do certain things and it led to a few teething problems. It was nothing to do with with Mark as as a person. I just wanted to get going, and I wasn't wasn't being given really, in my eyes, the permission to do that. And that leads me to the to the first lesson which I learned, which was the importance of honest communication, at least between two business partners. But even even outside of that, with friends and with family, or even just in, in the workplace, if you're an employee or an employer or vice versa, the importance of that honest communication between all the parties that are involved. Now, it very quickly came to light that it wasn't a trust issue. It wasn't that Mark didn't think that he couldn't trust me to do a certain job or to do a certain task. Uh, it was a bunch of different things, small things which all accumulated in, in, into me feeling in that way. But all it took was a five, 10 minute conversation for Mark to be able to explain that. Now, 
fast forward to today where myself and Mark have now been working together for maybe six or seven months with Honest we would probably both say that we would never have a problem calling each other out on something or just telling the person how we're feeling about a certain thing with the business or, or our opinion on something. If I thought we should do it a certain way, but Mark thought it should be done a different way, uh, we would have no problem having that discussion, having that debate and coming to a either a, a consensus or an agreement of some sort uh, no matter what it might be now it's not to say that we do always come to an agreement there are still things that we disagree on there are certain things that we always will do different ways but all those false feelings of distrust distrust or uh, that mark maybe wasn't giving me any responsibility that all went away at the point where i knew that i was able to have that honest and open conversation with him and it really really did uh, it really helped us both progress uh, in our own development and and the business is more importantly as well um so the second lesson which i learned probably this year was the effectiveness of uh, trying to become more efficient, more uh, more streamlined with my time management. Uh, Kendra, my wife, would always be uh, always be a, a bit hesitant with with anything new that I take on, mainly because I take on loads of new stuff all the time. And uh, there's there's so many different hobbies and different jobs or different ventures that I've went on over the years, and in my eyes, they've all they've all been worthwhile. But to to someone looking in from the outside, you could understand their their trepidation because of that. Uh, but I kind of realised in the last couple of years, definitely um, that. If I, I do decide to pursue something, it has to be within my own best interests for whatever my long-term goals are. And I knew the honest inspiration w- would be of the same... Uh, I, when thinking of, of it, it would be of the same mindset that I, I needed to ensure that if I was going to enter into this uh, business venture with Mark, that I needed to make sure it was done properly. And therefore, if I was taking on another additional role... I wasn't going to waste any time anymore. I was going to try and become as efficient as possible. Now, it's still, it's taken a good couple of years, but it's starting to get better and better and better. And especially in the last sort of six months or so, when I did come fully on board, um, I kind of started to try and take it to a new level. I've, I've been trying consistently to, to get up earlier and earlier each morning, uh, trying to join that 5 a.m. club and really maximize the amount of hours that I have during the day to get good, proper work done. Trying not to procrastinate. I know a couple of episodes ago, we done an episode on, on procrastination, and that's still consistently trying to be improved in, in my own life. I'm, I'm not perfect by any means. There are certain vices that I, I do struggle to, to let go of in terms of time management. and But really this year, it really, really solidified the importance of that for me because it's a lot of work involved in planning these events and we're taking on even more work next year and really trying to maximize my, my time efficiency is one of the biggest things I'm going to take forward uh, from 2018 into 2019. And that kind of segues uh, into what myself and Mark have achieved in this past year. Mark took something which was an incredibly unique and promising idea 
back in the at December of 2017. He ran with it, took it into the start of 2018, into uh, into June, ran two amazing events by himself, and really knocked it out of the ballpark. And si- since I've come on board, we've now ran our third event and. Uh, Mark would attest to it as well. I think that each and every event just comes with even more and more success. The events are becoming more popular. We're bu- we're building a real brand for ourselves, and there's a real sense of knowledge and experience and expertise that's coming with that. And that has led to an incredible number of opportunities whereby people are actually approaching us for uh, different consultancy jobs and uh, running events for them and. Uh, it's, it's something that it feels very surreal. It's, it's as if like it's nearly happening at such a rate that we're thinking uh, if everything kind of goes to plan next year, that there's that there's definitely a possibility that we're going to have to take or bring someone on board to the business. And again, that's quite scary in itself as well. And I know Mark would agree that when we first sort of realized this, we were kind of thinking uh, like this is quite a big responsibility. It's quite scary. Um, are we really sure we want to do this? Bring someone on board? How are we going to pay them? How like that's there, there's people going to be relying on us? And the, but the more and more I started to think about it, and the more Mark started to think about it, we realised that people are approaching us because, and it's not a being big headed, but they're approaching us because we have ran these really amazing events, really unique events that haven't certainly in Northern Ireland. There, there's nothing very similar to it, and. We've done it to such a degree that we've filled them with enough confidence that we'd be able to do that for them. And that's a nice responsibility to have. It's a nice it's a nice feeling to have to, that you've done such a good job that someone else is willing to bring you into their business to do the same. Now, it doesn't take any of the pressure off. It doesn't mean that we're going to take our foot off the gas, so to speak. But um, it's, it's certainly it's a nice feeling and it's the same with with the possibility of bringing someone on board to work for us as well we've built a business up to such an extent again that we uh, that it's got a good reputation for itself it's pe- got people consistently coming to it there's enough revenue coming there potentially to bring someone on board and you have the opportunity or we have the opportunity to give someone a livelihood and we've got someone we've got a chance to give someone a chance to build upon their skill set their experience that if they did want to venture further into this industry they could or if they wanted to turn uh, their job with us into a full-on fully-fledged career and we thought it was appropriate that it would be perfectly possible and I think that's a really wonderful thing to have and so that's a really lovely thing to be able to do for someone I think and so yeah, we're we're getting loads of promising work and and that end of things, and I suppose we can't then forget about our own events, the things, the events that really started it all and and really built this brand, which which we've helped create. Uh, and so our first event, we've actually just announced it today slash yesterday. We kind of teased it out yesterday as well, um, and it's on the twenty second of February. Now we have. Five amazing guests who are coming to speak in four slots. We've one couple included in those four guests or four slots, and uh, we're very, very excited for it. So it's on the twenty second of February. It's again in the Grand Opera House. We've had a great experience in the Grand Opera House. The team in there, Trish, who helps lead lead the events team, uh, has done an amazing job for us in the past. It's a real nice spot. There's loads of seats. 
there's catering and there's drinks there if we want it and there's loads of space for people to network so we're definitely going back there again and uh, the doors I think are opening at 6.45 give or take and the event again is planned for starting at 7.30pm that's a Friday night if you're wanting to know so there's no excuse to stay out that wee bit later and come to that event now the four people who are the four guest speaker spots uh, are as follows so we have uh, Matthew Thompson he's a close personal friend of both myself and Mark and uh, he is a really really great guy you will probably know him best for running and hosting the best of Belfast podcast uh, it's an incredibly popular podcast and uh, he's also a copywriter by trade and he's also a published author, which is very interesting. And the title of the book and subject matter of the book is even more interesting as well. We'll definitely have some good questions for him. So he's written a book called The Blood Tip Blade. And essentially it's about, uh, about I suppose, people and the young people in the 21st century and how to deal with uh, over-sexualization and pornography addiction. So uh, it's quite a niche topic, but there's there's surely going to be uh, quite a few interesting questions about that. Now, our second guest speaker is another friend of ours, actually, Jason McEwen, or rather Dr. Jason McEwen. Now, Jason is a medical doctor by trade, uh, trained in Northern Ireland, and he eventually went into the private sector where himself and a few of his colleagues started a company called Neurovalence and this company invented and developed a product called the Modius headset. Now this headset is a, a headset which is used to stifle the feelings of hunger when someone, someone is trying to diet and uh, stems or not stems it sort of inhibits the feelings of um, of craving for high high calorie foods and uh, for high carbohydrate meals and so that should be uh, another really interesting topic as well uh, and it's nice to see someone who has come from the public sector uh, the public health sector rather and move into the private sector it's not something you hear of a lot and so it'd be really interesting to hear his story as well now uh, the third guest which we have speaking is a lady called Moya Johnson MBE. So Moya works for uh, Survivatech um, in Dunmurray and is the, the vice president there and managing director as well. Now uh, Moya is a really wonderful lady. She is an incredibly driven person. She has consistently been moving up the ladder ever since she uh, started working for Survivatech and testament to that she has as one of the reasons why she uh, received her MBE she's a really really interesting lady and we're really looking forward to interviewing her as well and our final guest speakers are a another par couple uh, we had a par couple Gemma and John uh, at our last event and we have another one this time and that is Tony and Andrea O'Neill now they are restaurateurs uh, from Belfast and they run probably two of the most popular restaurants in the sort of cathedral quarter area and that is uh, Copy and Bubba and it's going to be really nice to get another couple in to sort of see how they, they manage that mix of business and home life 
and especially in a, in a very, very stressful uh, industry such as the food industry and running a restaurant. So that's four amazing slots, five amazing speakers, and we're really, really looking forward to that event. So the early bird tickets have been released today and they're going to be running until the 1st of January. So that's just over a, a week and a half, roughly, uh, until the early bird discount finishes. At the minute, they're £10. And so if you need any last minute Christmas presents, that's probably a, a good place to start. You'll get it instantly. You can print it off and explain to the person what it is and how amazing the previous events have been. Now, um, once it comes to the 1st of January, those ticket prices are going to be increasing. So if you want to save yourself some money on that, I would do it now instead of then. Uh, other than that, uh, this is the last show you're going to hear until um, until probably next Friday. I can't imagine Mark's going to want to get up on Christmas morning uh, at 6 o'clock and do this here again. So uh, I would imagine this is going to be the last one until next Friday. From myself and Mark as well. I know Mark's not here, but I'm sure he would wish you, he would, as well would wish you a very Merry Christmas and uh, all the best for 2019 if you don't hear from us until then. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye.